it is Dan Doherty, who scored plenty of penalties in the past, but not as significant as this. everybody and welcome along once again to the uh, official Korean FC podcast. It's uh, hard to believe it's been a week since we were last here. Uh, time goes very, very quick. I'm your host, Damien Mullen, and joining me this evening are two of our regular pundits. It's Aaron O'Neill and uh, Stevie Crawford, both uh, media guys. Aaron, of course, was uh, dropped, sorry, rested from last week's show there um, as we continue to ring the changes. And uh, how are you, Aaron? Because I'm a bit worried. Johnny said you were Johnny McNabb said you were crying last week after you were left out of the show. I uh, thankfully no more tears, Damien. But um, he's been put by the wayside this week. But he was telling me there earlier on he had to take the day off today to go and look at a few wedding cars. But oh. <laughs> you know yourself, these things happen, huh? Well, I'll I'll soon take a smile off his face. I don't know. So yeah, that's it. And Stevie, good to have you back again. Uh, getting near the end of your March, uh, March the month thing. Uh, be glad when it's over, I presume. I last week now, Dee. So thankfully, uh, it's been uh, it's been good. I enjoyed it. Getting out in the fresh air. The weather's been not been too bad. So all for a good cause, anyway. Dee, so it was very good. And that reminds me, Stephen, did you get the fifty pound that the chairman promised you this uh, on last week's show? Uh, the checks in the post, D. Apparently, <laughs> I just—I heard that's why Johnny bailed the night because when he heard that Colm was throwing out fifty pound, he 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 jumped out the window. I heard, like you know what I mean. Very so. good. You need you need to watch it. You know what chairmen and money are like. So ah, uh, this is it. Stevie to told me. Stevie, he said to me earlier on there that the fifty pounds now going towards his wedding car. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see it. So. Rewrite it. I'll maybe put the petrol on it, and that's about the height of it. So later in the program, guys, we're going to be joined by a very special guest this evening, and that's the former Korean defender, Jerry Flynn. Uh, and Jerry's going to help us look forward to Saturday's big game at Cliftonville, uh, one of Flynn's many clubs during a, a long and, and successful career in the Irish League. So we'll, we look forward to hearing what Jerry's got to say. But uh, we'll start, first of all, with the last weekend's game, and that was the 1-0 win over Carrick Rangers. And uh, looking back, guys, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. And I suppose at this stage of the season, that's what it's all about. And Aaron, what did you make of the game? Yeah, Dee, it was um, definitely probably, you know, a lot closer than most would have predicted or probably expected. But Corian, you know, would have been expected to go out and win the game comfortably, and especially after Carrick's run of results. But doesn't matter whether you win a game one 0 or four 0 or whatever. It's it's the three points that matters, and that's you know, ultimately what Corian got on Saturday, despite not playing well. I kind of thought that once um, Carrick lost Chris Ramsey at the back early on, kind of thought you know we might be able to capitalise on that and get in behind them and cause a few more problems than we did. But um, as Oren touched on after the game, you know Carrick never make it easy for Corian and. Saturday was another fine example of that. Yeah, they were they were well set up defensively, weren't they? And, and I suppose that was in the back of a couple of heavy defeats they shifted. And but I suppose not. Maybe people don't know. Arn, you do the the uh, camera work for the, the Korean football the, the matches. And I suppose the one highlight for you was that there wasn't too much work to do on Sunday putting together the highlights package from that game. <laughs> well, that's it. Every cloud, and all that. Do you? You know? <laughs> 
Um, uh, no, I enjoy. I you know I enjoy doing them all. All the highlights packages are good. You know it was a role I stepped into after um, James Wilkinson left the club for um, London last year to go off to university. So you know I sort of had to learn on my feet. But no, I hope the fans enjoy it. And you know I dead on. Yeah, I think it's 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 a very popular addition. And I suppose with coronavirus and fans not being allowed in, it's it's one way for. For supporters to keep in touch with the matches, uh, Stephen, I suppose you would agree with Aaron that it, it wasn't a great game and uh, an unusual source for the goal with Aaron Canning scoring his first of the season. Yeah, it was a very poor game. I think we got to about the, the half hour mark, and the, the biggest highlight in that first 30 minutes was this, the refer, assistant referee getting injured <laughs> and the fourth official right. having to replace him. So, no, it was a just there was no rhythm in the game, and it he just felt that you know it was going to, going to be a mistake or a moment of magic. They won it, and up pops Snowy with a with a vital goal. I think he took it really well. I think you know he looked back. It was a really awkward height and angle for him, and he, he dispatched it really well. But he popped up last season with a lot of crystal goals. I think that's his first this term. So hopefully he'll pop up a few more before now and the end of the season. And I noticed Stevie on social media, you, you got a lot of mileage out of that photograph, the the Desi Lockery one. Oh, what a picture! In that the was. lead up to the goal, like, yeah, yeah. But like you were liking it to or Caravaggio, were you? <laughs> I think it was one of those pictures. Every time you looked at it, you seen something different. You know what I mean? There was uh, and, uh, between Dave McNaughton, the, the steward in the background with the head in the hands, and Skinner pulling the face off big Stevie O'Donnell. <laughs> there was about fifteen bodies lying on the floor. It was just it was a cracker pick, you know, like and. Fair play to Desi, like for someone who has been a professional footballer, a referee, uh, I know he's a photographer, he's, it was just one of those pictures, a moment of a mileage, like, you know, a, a lifetime, like, you know, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's still doing the rounds and I think oh, as well, like, so. Crazy, and I think it's, it's gone as viral, as they say, but it, I think it's gone all over the world and people just liked it and hopefully it gives the Irish League a wee bit of promotion, like, you know, all, all these things help, like, you know. Well, that's it. I think somebody, I did see somebody saying something, they didn't know much about the Irish League, but they were praising the photo, etc. Yeah. So, as you say, it may get a few more uh, enthusiastic followers in the back of that picture alone. That's it, like, you know, and uh, it's, it's just good to see a bit about promotion because uh, I think uh, when we look back on Saturday, there wasn't too many highlights out of the game. So, it's oh, always yeah. goal in that picture, probably the two main talking points. <laughs> Indeed. And then we were back on the road on Tuesday. We were all the way down to Glenavon, down in Lurgan on Tuesday night. And we, uh, Korean, were pushed all the way, ended up in a 1 1 draw. And, you know, I come away from it and I thought if Glenavon continued to play like that, then they're, they're going to be a match for anybody in this league. And, Stephen, Oren always stresses the importance to us of, of the first goal in games. And on this occasion, it was Glenavon who got the first with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, I suppose, you know, he played for Korean. Disappointed that he left, but he showed that he, you know, he scored a few goals recently in recent weeks there. Yeah, he obviously is a talented boy. And I think it, it was circumstances more than anything why he left Korean. Like he maybe wasn't getting a, as many minutes as he wanted and maybe wanted a, a gig closer to, to home. And, like he's up there with Gary, he's learning from one of the best and he has really flourished this season and he's popped up, as you say, D, with a lot of crucial goals in the last, last couple of weeks. But Gary likes his size to play good football. He's got a decent side up there and on their day, they'll, they'll definitely cause team problems. And I suppose, Aaron, the main positive for Corey was the way that they responded because they didn't play well in that first half. Um, and it was really only after they conceded that, that they, 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 they performed. Stephen Lowry scored the goal and... In the end up, they had enough chances, Korean, to, to get the win. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's one thing that Stephen O'Donnell touched on after the game last night. He said, you know, about how you can't expect to not turn up for, you know, an hour of the game and come away with a win. So it's nice to see that the players, you know, recognise themselves that maybe they weren't at their best last night. But I suppose that shows, you know, just where that squad of players are at. The fact that, you know, in the first half they were basically hemmed in their own box for large parts of it. And although they stood, you know, up to everything that Glenavon threw at them, it did look as if Glenavon could have forged ahead before the break. But, you know, the, they got away with a point. And when you look back on it, it could turn out to be, you know, a big point. That's very true. And I suppose with Linfield losing on the same night, it definitely keeps things interesting ahead of this week's trip to, to Solitude. Uh, they had no game in midweek, so they're going to be well rested. And a bit like our special guest this week, a man who enjoyed plenty of success with both Corey and Cliffville, that's Jerry Flynn, um, resident now in Spain. He owns a couple of businesses over there. Uh, Jerry won the Gibson Cup with the Reds in 1998 and was also a member of the 2003 Korean Irish Cup winning team. Uh, but more recently, he's become a social media sensation, sharing his, his hugely popular football stories. And uh, I think it's fair to say he's helped make the, the last year of lockdown a bit easier for everybody. So, uh, welcome, Jerry. I, I was going to say hello in Spanish, but I don't think you're actually in Spain at the moment, are you? No, I'm actually back in Belfast at the minute. Um, so, heading back to Spain on Friday. Can't wait to get back. Uh, so, uh, delighted to be on with, you, with the boys. Very good. Um, you've been over in Spain. I mean, how long have you been over in Spain, Jerry? now? It'll be 10 years come September. So basically after I left Newry, um, I just thought I was a walking heart attack at the time. You know, something had to change and I went out there and, you know, it's been a tough 10 years, but it's, it's starting to uh, become a bit truthful in the last couple of years. So yeah, no, I would recommend it to anyone. Great way of life. Um, and with the new business that I've started now, I'm spending a lot more time back in Belfast. Um, so I, I, I do keep a good eye on the Irish League, and it's good to get home every couple of weeks. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned you, you keep a good eye on the Irish League, and I think that's reflected that the last year, you know, you couldn't make it up. I think it became one of the most common <laughs> phrases in, in, in Northern Ireland the whole of last year. Uh, and, you know, how did you make it up? That's the first question. <laughs> I mean, how, how did the idea come about, Jerry? Um, it was obviously we were on a, a different lockdown to what was was back here, and um, we literally weren't allowed to leave the garden unless you were going uh, for groceries or the chemist. And you actually had to prove that um, you had water or bread. If you didn't, it was it was a fine. So it was a proper lockdown, and we were just completely bored sitting in the garden. There's only so much gardening, reading, watching TV you can do. And I'd actually thought about just. Yeah, people were doing the toilet roll keep ups and different things were, were coming out and I was going to just reenact a story about Jared Little the time he took me down for a penalty at Solitude um, and then I was just thinking you know what um, I think the Marty Quinn story was the first one I threw out the time he, <laughs> he smacks the, the Stuttgart player uh, uh, or they're not the, the player the fan yes uh, and after that the first one went out and then I just started thinking uh, who else could I tell one about? Big Army was another one about the Backham story. And, and then the, after that, it sort of just snowballed. You had fans and stuff. I, I think it had about 700 followers on uh, Twitter at the time and just 
was just kept Dublin and Dublin. It's I've over 5,000 now. But, you know, I got a lot out of it because apart from the Kirk Hunter one, it took me about 40 to 50 takes to do them, believe it or not. I just couldn't fit it in under the 220. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it actually took up about eight or nine hours of my day because I had different players who were coming <laughs> up. The likes of wee picky. He was texting me the night before, go easy on me. What are you going to tell? And what are you going to say? And I tell you, it's re- believe it or not, it's really hard to get it under 220 um, without swearing. I never used any bad language. And, you know, you think you're doing well. You get to about one minute 98, and then the next thing you stutter or you, you forget about something, and then you have to start again. So, no, it was it was, it was was therapeutic for me. It, it, you know, it got me through the hard time. And, you know, the the response of people and it was all good banter you know I was never going to do anything or say anything bad about anyone and it was you know I could have, I could have went on for about another two years but I had to keep them all clean so <laughs> you had to, had to stop it at some point but you know all the characters and the stories they were like really reminiscent of a certain time when you played etc and it just shows you the amount of characters that were that was in the game I'm going to ask you, were there more characters in the game then, Jerry? do you think, than there is now or or not? Um, it's easy for me to say yes, and there definitely was. But I think the game has, has changed dramatically. Um, from when we played, it's became more professional, for one. You've got social media, so half the things that we would have been up to, you couldn't do now. Um, and, you know, when you look at it, at, you know what? Obviously, I watched the Korean games when they played in Europe and stuff, and it's a lot more professional. Where our European games was, yeah, the game is important. You're going out there, but it was this the Swally session after the I game. Was. That was the whole and the preseason uh, weekend away. You know, Quinner Quinner was a great believer and getting all the boys in um, and just going away for the weekend and just letting your hair down, having a few beers, and that actually, you know, that was that was his style. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen now, and it, it was old, you know. It was old school, and I don't think I'm being derogatory when I say Quinner was old school. But you know, he was. That's that's what he done. You, you know, you'd have run through a brick wall for him, um, and you'd probably his boys and I would still do it. You know, if if Quinner needed you, you'd be there for him, and that's the way he managed. And yeah, it's you don't you don't have you know you had wee Sergi as well. I was in one of the stories. You had Kirk Hunter. You had Mickey Collins. You had all these boys, and they were all. You know, and it maybe maybe because it's social media and you, you see it every day, where before it wasn't, there was nearly battles that happened all the time, and that battle continued on for two months. You know, Pat McAllister, for instance, you know, Packy, you knew when he went to the Oval, him and Pete Beatty were going to have a go. You knew when he went to Windsor, him and Big Winky or somebody was going to have a go, or, you know, so it was, no, it was different. Um, it was different know. times, Jerry, wasn't it? Yeah, but the league, the league's brilliant now. You know, the, you know, it, people are, People are, are find it quite easily to go out and say, oh, it's only Irish League. And it, that absolutely riles me. You know, you look, especially this year with having no fans, the Premiership games you're watching at the minute are horrendous. You know, mm-hmm. it's two teams stopping each other to score. You know, you look at the, the live games on BBC I've covered this year, the Crusaders game, the Korean games, the Lyon games. They've absolutely been fantastic. They're entertaining. We're, the Premiership's absolutely rubbish. You know, people don't realise we really have a really great product. Um, we just need more finance in the better the stadiums. Um, hopefully that's going to come soon. When that happens, I tell you, um, you we'll you, take off. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you obviously, Stephen, you remember those times well. Aaron probably not so much because he's a lot younger than you and I. 
But um, I mean, do you remember Jerry and, and, and his time even at Cliftonville? Yeah, obviously. That was whenever I was, was a fan and not in there in a professional capacity. So that was great times. And I'd probably like to ask Jerry, like that side that won on, the won the Cup in 2003, do you feel that, that maybe should have achieved more, Jerry? Or was obviously the circumstances after that, you know, with the finances and stuff, it sort of broke that team up. But is there a wee bit of regret there that that team never pushed more for a league title? A hundred percent. There was one year, I think, um, you know, when you look at when you look at the squad, we had for Toxic, you had, you had Big G who went on to have a superb career in Premiership Northern Ireland. You had Gacky, one of the best centre halves at the time, Stuart Clanahan, myself, uh, Davy O'Hare. You know, so the back five alone was, you know, it was up there with it, as good as anyone at the time. Mm-hmm. You then you had Tony Gorman, Basher, Trigger, Wee Jody, Big Army was there, Barry Kern. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the big hags. The team we had then, I think we went. Rory O'Boyle possibly left and Alfie Wiley came in and we went on a 22-game unbeaten run. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. We went down and the game was called off on Saturday. And in Quinner's mad training methods, he took us to the sand dunes. <laughs> it was the coldest day I've ever had in my life. And he's just up and down the dunes. We played Dungannon on the Tuesday night and he actually beat us. And from then, it sort of it spiralled down. We were, we were out on our feet. But that, that would be one regret. The team that we had at the time, I think we finished second. If I do recall, uh, yeah. we, we actually should have won the league that year. And, you know, it was a shame that, uh, that, that, that we didn't. But, you know, we got the back-to-back Irish Cup finals. Um, so, um, you know, there was always a silver lining. But I, I do regret we, sh- we should have won the league that, that year. And obviously, Connor is very highly regarded at the showgrounds for everything he's done. But do you think that he doesn't maybe get the respect that he deserves throughout the Irish League in terms of like winning the league with Cliftonville and come to Korean and winning the Irish Cup like you know he's a fantastic record so we have oh fantastic and as I say Quinner is an absolute legend when it comes to Irish League football um, and every player who would have played under him will say the exact same um, as you say to win the league with Cliftonville that year especially having to go to Windsor Park the extra two times and stuff and the budget that he would have had um but again, it just typified Quinner's, you know, never say die attitude. He drilled it into the boys. I think it was nine games in the last eleven or something. We won one nil, you know. So it was just that never say die. We always, you know, had a pint together. He always made us stay. The Dublin boys used to have to stay after the game, just even for one or two before they headed off. And no, um, you're you're possibly right, but within the players who played for him and the clubs that he managed, you know, he's nothing but a utmost respect for Marty. He was. He was like, as you said, and no disrespect to Marty, he was old school. And, you know, I remember, like, you know, he had his, his incidents. Like, I'm sure you must have had plenty of stories of him because I remember, everybody remembers him and Roy McCready in different times. And just things like that. You just would not get away with now, Jerry, would you? Ah, oh, unbelievable! I, I remember one time we were in the Bow Hill, and uh, we're all sitting in the we're all sitting in the jacuzzi. So Marty's one of Marty's training methods. You know, the back pitch was a quagmire, right? So um, we couldn't train. We went up there. He made us do weights, and uh, it was a case of there was no uh, science behind it. It was just lift as much as you could, thirty <laughs> seconds. You know, when you think about it now, the uh, the trainers would be going, "No, you can't do that," and Quinter's going for thirty seconds, pump it. Um, we're all sitting in the jacuzzi. It was me, Big Army, Trigger, we, Jody, Packy. And the baby pool had been drained of all the water. So Quinter gets out and he says, right, I'll see you in 10 minutes because me and Trigger was in his car and he was walking and Big Army slagging him about something. 
go up and backwards and then doesn't he disappear straight into the baby pool with the water in it and he came out holding his back all we could do and he says why did, didn't you start why didn't you tell me he was gone <laughs> we couldn't move but uh now i can write a book about uh Connor's stories he uh the one thing about you know he was one of the most honest people you, you'll ever meet you know he's and he expected that of the players you know many the time he would have come in and says you're out there, you're playing for them fans, how can you lift your wage and stuff? That, that was his whole ethos, you know, go out and give me 100%, a non-shift, and if you did it, and that's, you know, that's why it worked, why it worked for him, you know, he demanded it. Arden, you'd have been very young, probably, in 2003. Have you any memories of that, or are you more, more recent uh, Korean memories? Um, I would say 2003 Cup Final, Damien would be probably one of the for earliest games I probably was at and maybe remember going to, but um, I was just going to ask, you know, Jerry about that day. It was obviously quite, you know, it's a massive day for the club, um, one of the biggest in the history of Korean, but is there anything that stands out in your mind from that day? Um, probably two things, and everyone says about it. It was uh, Marty's team talk. We were never losing the game. Um, you know, his, his team talk that day, we drove up, and then we got the, the bus down. We're all suited and booted, um, chimney corner. Um, and he, he gave a team talk that was literally, you know, you kind of lost a leg that day and you'd have still played on. Um, and then Packy's like nearly did. Packy's tackle, you know, people just say about that. Packy's tackle was, um, was, was incredible. But I remember um, their keeper had kicked the ball out and it, Gacky went up to win it. And, and he missed it, which was strange. And then the next thing, the flick on, I think it was Holiday had flicked it on, and Big G went up, and he lost it. And I thought, nah, Big G's not going to win this. Or Big G definitely going to win this. He's not going to miss it. And he missed it as well. And it bounced inside me, and Tim McCann, a lot quicker, got inside me, and he hits this um, volley and hits the bar with about, five, about five minutes to go. And I was just thinking, if I'd had a win in, we probably would have lost it. But I just knew as soon as it hit the bar, um, we were winning. We were, we were never. We were never losing it that day. Um, and I don't think we were expected because we went back to the Bow Hill and there was no entertainment on or anything. It was just us <laughs> sitting there. And I, we made our own entertainment. But the following year, when we ended up losing the Irish Cup, um, they had bands and everything on, you know. But uh, no, what that's a, t- typical Korean, isn't it? You know, oh, not not ready for it, not prepared for it. And oh, but what a, what a day! Um, what a day. Another thing um, just sticks out. I was obviously I'm playing the left hand side, and all the Glen fans are in that main stand. And so you know the till rolls when they throw them on, and it opens up, so it doesn't. But one of the Glen's fans threw it on, hit me right in the side of the face, didn't open up, and I'm down, nearly broke my nose. And uh, I think it was Davy Malcolm says, "Jerry, get up." He wouldn't go in because they were throwing coins and stuff at him. (laughs) He says, "Get up," and I says, "I can't. My nose is broke. My nose is." uh." But ah, fantastic memories, and it it just seems like yesterday. Um, You know, I can remember them so vividly. Um, but uh, not great times. A long time ago now, and uh, but Arn, you were saying earlier that Jerry, you know, he's still interested in Irish league, and and I suppose you know that's something you have to. You have an interest in Irish league and a bit of a sponsorship deal with Larn or something. Is that right, Jerry? At the minute, or I do. Yes. Um, again, I think maybe about eighteen months ago, I was obviously I'm follow, following Irish league. I seen their social media. Um, they were excellent at it. And from my business, Dream Spanish Homes and their owner, Kenny, you know, he's in that sort of property game as well. Um, you know, so I, I took a sponsorship with that. I also sponsor a distillery. 
Um, and I'm about, I do a bit with Thimble Ladies. So I'm, I'm probably going to end up doing some with Corian as well. And then the new business that I have um, with Next Gen Solar, we're going to be running something out in the next two weeks, which um, we'll be looking at a lot of clubs, just giving something back, you know. So there's, there's other things that I could be doing. But, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Irish League. You know, I'm always watching it. I'm on Twitter every day. You know, I've up the, the teams I play for, they always want to look out for. So, you know, um, I think we have a great product and, you know, I, I just want to give something back. Uh, you were saying there about Lauren, you know, they're obviously, you could argue almost now they're the benchmark for other clubs to follow and that there's more full-time clubs coming on board all the time. You've got Linfield making plans, you've got the Glens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how hard is it now for part-time clubs to compete the likes of Corian, do you think? Um, I had this conversation with Jared Little um, the other mm -hmm. day. We were chatting, and I was sort of made, I says, within three years, I can see the whole Irish League. Possibly maybe one or two of the smaller clubs um, mightn't be there, but um, I think it's, it's only a matter of time before 70, 80% of the teams are going to be full-time. Um, because of the rewards are that, that good. If you get into Europe and get a good run, um, you know, you, you can actually you can go full-time. You know, the, the rewards are good. I think the product that we have, and especially with um, the streaming online, there's no reason. I know Kenny Bruce had ideas of, you know, streaming it into America and Australia and stuff like that. And when you look at all the games that are streaming and just people who I follow on Twitter, you'd be mm -hmm. there's one guy, Ali Kerr, who's in the Cayman Islands and, you know, he's tuning in. So, you know, there's a lot of expats and people living throughout the world who actually do. And the product's good. The, the social media, as I say, um, they were the benchmark and a lot of clubs have started to raise their social media awareness uh, because of what Lauren did. Um, and it's only good for all the clubs, you know, so it's, uh, it's a great product. Well, that's true. <clears throat> and Arn, he's, he's a member of the Korean social media team. And would you agree, Arn, that because almost of what Lauren have done, that the likes of Korean and, and your social media output has improved as a result? Um, I would definitely say COVID has made... Uh, members of social media teams across the league sort of have to think outside the box, you know, when the whole aspect of clubs streaming their own games came along, you know, we were fortunate enough that um, Dave Cavan came on board with us, who has a wealth of knowledge and has worked to the AFA and stuff, you know, in the past, and that helped us a lot. And I suppose there's that competitive nature too between the clubs where, you know, you don't want to see a Larne or a Glen Thorne or, you know, whoever it might be getting a, the upper hand on you. So I would like to think that um, the output of Corian has, you know, maybe improved slightly this year in the last couple of years. And I suppose, you know, before it was basically just Johnny looking after things and the likes of myself and Stevie Chipman in there with a few bits and pieces. But now, you know, we have a few more hands on deck. You know, things like Instagram have become... Um, a bigger thing within the club in the last few months so you know the only way is up and um, hopefully you know and as, as Jerry touched on there the, the league can only keep going from strength to strength and I suppose that reflects what's happening on the pitch as well because it's more competitive arguably now than ever it was before as I mentioned Lauren, Linfield, Red Torn, Crusaders, Cliffville all up there and Corian are right in the mix. They're in second place at the moment. Um, seven points behind Linfield, two games in hand. Great credit, I suppose. Guys has to go to the likes of Oren and Winky and the players. 
because they're part time and yet they're they're more than holding their own. What do you think, Jerry? Would that be fair to say? Fantastic. You know, they've just went about their business really quietly in the background. Um, Orn is top class. He's one of the best managers in the league, you know, and hence why Samarin came looking at him. And it's only a matter of time, I think, again, before someone else will come knocking because he, 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 he's fantastic. Um, and as you say, to be a part-time club at the minute and to be up there challenging, um, the good thing is there's goals from out, throughout the whole team. You know, there's no real stars in the Korean side or anybody. When you look at the likes of Lavery at Linfield and, you know, different players at different clubs, McDade at Larne and, you know, McMiniman and the two Donnelly brothers at Glentorn, Korean just seem to have a nucleus of 11 players who are just, everyone is given an eight, or eight to 10, eight or nine out of 10 every week. Um, and, you know, they're going just about it quietly and it'd be great to see. It's going to be hard. But, Wait, would you- yeah, of course it's going to be hard, Stephen. You would agree with that. You know, you've watched them on a regular basis. Um, what Jerry says is true. There, there are no stars in the team as such. It's a team in the, in the best sense of the word. It's almost like maybe the team that Jerry played in under Marty Quinn. Similarities there, perhaps. Yeah, I think it's a team that, that knows their jobs inside out and they respect the manager and the coaching staff and the message he's putting across. And I think you can see that in the play. Like even last last night, it wasn't wasn't the greatest performances, but the lads managed to dig in, lift their level, get an equaliser, and probably maybe should have nicked it at the end when they maybe really shouldn't have gotten hang out of the game. But if you're going to win titles, if you're going to win trophies, you have to win or at least pick up points if you're not playing well. And I think that's something that Orange really got on that team that they can they can grind out results. Uh, uh, Jerry, as somebody as, so, as somebody has won the league with a, a side that maybe wasn't fancied to win it when you did in '98, uh, I guess you can see similarities there as well. Insofar as uh, they're grinding out results in much the same way as you mentioned your Cliffordville side did back then. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think we had used a squad of maybe fifteen players that year. And it's very similar to what Cole Rain's doing. Um, Stephen touched on it. The players know their jobs. Obviously, that's work that Oren's doing on the park. Um, the organisation, you can see, they're keeping a load of clean sheets. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're grinding teams down. And you know that they're always going to pop up with one. You know, that's a, that's a sort of mental thing that gets in other, other players' head. You know, we're going we're gonna to get this. You know, you know, I've looked at some of the games in the last couple of months where 70, 80 minutes and they're sitting in the leech and then all of a sudden they're popping up and they're getting the late one. Um, and then that momentum, you know, just breeds confidence. The players know, look, it doesn't matter. We're going to the 80-odd minute here. We're going we're gonna to get one. But that comes from Oren. He'll, he'll be drilling that through. Um, uh, and it is, there is similarities. As I said, at Cliftonville, we kept a load of clean sheets. We're winning a lot of games 1-0. Um, and if we did lose a game, we bounced back straight away, and Coleraine have done it. Now, they had a shaky start to start a season. You know, I, I, I wind people up on Twitter sometimes just throwing another one out. The likes of last night, it says, oh, Healy must go Shields for Dungana. <laughs> <laughs> Never got the thing. But it's sarcasm. It's a bit of a Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, 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 not a, there's no malice or anything, and it's a bit of crack. I, I don't give any negativity out and stuff like that. But, no, um, I'd love to see them do it. Limfield are favourites, you know, but as you say, it's the strongest league there's been for a long time. Back in our day, you'd have had Cliftonville, or sorry, you'd have had Glen Torn and Linfield. They mm-hmm. usually had 10 or 12 of the best players on each side. Gorian might have had maybe, I'm talking about the players in the league, maybe three or four, put it down to three or four good players, but now the players just seem to be spread out. You know, the, the squads, you've throughout all it, and there's, there's literally six teams who are going to have a say on where it's going to go to. 
you know, it's the Glenhams came in on, on a great run. Um, and they're, you know, I've, I've heard plans, but they're going to do, they're going to blow the league away. You know, they're, the uh, money that's going to be pumped in is frightening. Um, they're hard. leaving others behind, perhaps, that's problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the closeness of the league, and this weekend we'll, we'll get another idea just how far Coraine can go their, their way to Solitude. Jerry, one of, we've talked a lot about your old club, Cliftonville, and Solitude's always a hard out place to go. Um, although Coraine, Cliftonville have met twice this season already, and Coraine have already beaten uh, the Reds at Solitude 2 0 before Christmas, and then they drew it uh, Coraine in February. Uh, big year for both, Jerry. I mean, how do you see it going? I mean, the Reds probably need a result. They've only two wins in their last five. It's a bit of pressure on them, do you think? Yeah, they're going to they're going to set their stall out not to get beat. I think um, knowing what Korean, what the run Korean have been on, they brought seven new players in in the window, and they've you know they they, they are decent. They are they are strong up front. Um, there's goals throughout the whole side as well. Um, <sighs> What way to see it going? I think Korean might just nick it, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one each draw. Uh, mm-hmm. Sitting on the fence a bit here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We all do that here. Uh, Stephen, do you think they could, Korean, for example, take confidence from the, the win uh, back in December or Cliverville have a no game in midweek? Would that be an advantage for them, do you think? Yeah, probably a both full factor at some point. D. Uh, I know you were saying there, maybe two ones of five for the Reds, but. I think the only team to beat them in the last 10 games was Longfield. So they're not losing many games like either. So I think that back in December, Big James came off the bench and it was his first touch. So he put Corey in the head. So he might have a bit of an Indian sign over the, over the Reds. You know, he may be the boy they, they start on Saturday because he seems to play well up at Solitude. I remember he got a, a hat-trick there in a European playoff there a couple of years ago. So I think the big man favours that ground. But as Jerry said, it's going to be a tough game. It could come down to who grabs the first goal and... Corey and get it, they can maybe kick on and hopefully maybe come out with our side with a 2 1 1. Because, Aaron, we were talking about this on the way home in the car <laughs> the other night there. Uh, well, Tuesday night, about who Oren would maybe play up front against Cliffville because he's mixed and matched in the last couple of games. And Stephen's made a good point there, James McLaughlin. I think he scored three goals in his last two appearances against Cliffville. So, could we see him starting on Saturday, do you think? Um. Well, just before I answer that question, we're probably best not going down the line of what's discussed in that car to and from. Basically, <laughs> 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 just for any podcast. Uh, that's um, fair enough, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. Um, I would say definitely. You know, we know what James is about. Um, on his day, he's probably one one of the best finishers in the league. Um, I know that he. Um, had an off day against Carrick last week, and he came off at half time. But he seemed to be um, carrying a knock. I know he was complaining of an injury in his back around his ribs area after the game. He came off the bench then, obviously on Tuesday night late on. But one thing I noticed when I was doing back the highlights was um, when he played Perky through and goal. You know he seemed to be a bit slow in getting off the mark to get up and join him and attack. So maybe you know he's maybe still carrying that knock. Who knows? But it's a type of game too, you know, I think would maybe suit Skinner as well. You know, mm. a wrestling match with Brendan Harney, a big man, is no stranger to something like that. So I think it could be, you know, an ugly enough game at times. They always tend to be between the sides, but um, Solitude is a tough place to go, but it's a, 
a ground where Corian have enjoyed some success recently, you know. <clears throat> Talking to strikers, Jerry, Joe Gormley, big miss for, for the Reds too, isn't he? He's such a, a pivotal player for them in the last number of years. Huge miss. Um, he's, he's been one of the best down the years. Mm. You know, the one thing about Joe is you give him a chance, he's, he's going to take it. Probably one of the cleanest strikers of a ball. You know, when he hit it, it, it goes 100 mile an hour. He's a big, big miss. But then, you know, you've got the young boy O'Neill. Um, they brought him for Glenn Torn who started off really well and a couple of other options up there as well. So, um, no, it, it's, as you said, it could come down to the lap, one of the lap, you know, whoever gets the first goal and then maybe just sit in. But, uh, no, it's, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. Mm, it, it is. As, as you said, Jerry, it's almost a, a must-not-lose for, for Cliftonville. I was looking just at the table. They're, they're 17 points behind Linfield, albeit with a game in hand. That's, that's quite a gap, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, it's not where Clever want to be, you know. But they've showed a bit of intent with bringing those players in in the window, and um, you know, hopefully, Paddy's, you know, he's building for next year. But really strong league, really strong league this year, and you know, everyone could beat everyone. You you look at last night where Dungannon go and beat uh, Crusaders who are on a, a bit of a bad run, but uh, you know, uh, coming into the the final furlong of the season, there's a lot of points to play for. Right, so who are we going for, Jerry? Who are you going for? I think Corian will nick it. Um, but as I say, I won't be surprised. I won't East Raw, but I think Corian just might have a, a wee bit too much in the locker. And Aaron and Stephen, is there any point in even me asking who you think is going to win? I think we'll, we'll go with Jerry there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, agree, we'll agree with Jerry for that tonight. Aaron, same? Yeah, same. But so I, I don't know. I just, I just feel a. A goal fest coming on, so um, I'll, I'll say three, two, Cole Rangers. Very good, very good. I like your, I like your optimism. So we'll, we'll go with you, Aaron. We'll go with that. Uh, the rest of the weekend's game Saturday, we'll, we'll talk about Linfield. Obviously, they're the, the league leaders at the minute. Uh, strange one. They uh, lost in midweek there, Jerry. That was a, a shock, wasn't it? It was, especially when Balamina went down to 10 men. You know, I was on, I was following Twitter, and I'm thinking, yeah, here they go. They got the equalizer. And then, you know, you thought the Blues would have just kicked on. Um, but no. But again, Balamina, uh, big Davies up there now, and he, he hasn't played really well. Again, a tight-knit uh, group and working hard for each other. Um, but you, you'll see now, the Blues will just, they'll bounce back, and that, that's what they do. That's what they're good at. Um, they have a good squad there. I think Lavery was called into the Northern Ireland squad, so he was missing. So a big, big loss. Yeah. No, um, they've they've got strength and depth, so I wouldn't be surprised for them to just kick on. They have strength. They have strength and depth, but I mean, he he's been in red hot form for them, hasn't he? But uh, Stephen Jerry alluded to it there. Linfield will come back from that because it's very rare that Linfield lose two games in succession. Yeah, they're going by the reports last night. I think they played really well. But just didn't get the, the goal, and probably with Lavery not playing, that that shows you the difference. Like you know, he's in red hot form at the minute, and everything he hits because on the back of the head. But um, they had seemed to play very well last night. But I'll be interested to see what happens with Lavery missing again Saturday. Joel Cooper suspended. You know, that's two big options right of their attack. Like you know, and Andy Warworth obviously is a fantastic striker. He's been there and done it, but he hasn't played a lot of late. Of late so there's going to be a lot resting his shoulders and come Saturday. A, a massive opportunity, for example, if Corian happened to get the win at Cliffordville and then Linfield are playing at 5.30. Psychologically, Aaron, do you think, would that have any bearing or, or not? If, if Corian were to win against Cliffordville and then Linfield playing at half-five, knowing that the gap was, was closer, would that have any bearing, do you think? 
Um, it's hard to know, D. Um, you know, first and foremost, it's all about going and getting that one. As we said earlier, it's not going to be easy. You know, there's the game that back in February there was it was a horrible night at the showgrounds, but um, solitude. You know, Cliftonville won't go down without a fight. So, you know, it's it's going to be tough. But um, Limfield will probably not be worrying too much about Corian at that stage. You know, because they'll have to focus on themselves and. It'll be all about getting back to winning ways for them. At the end of the day, they're in the driving seat. Corian are in hot pursuit of them. So, you know, you just have to take it one game at a time and try and get another three points and keep keep going. Just keep the pressure on, isn't it? And uh, another big game we're looking at there, Glentorn against Crusaders. Jerry, you know, you, you mentioned the Glentorn. You've seen the, the plans that they have. It's scary. They're, they're, they're in great form at the minute. Uh, and Crusaders, not so... That's a, that's a big game for both clubs and both managers, isn't it? Mick McDermott and Stephen Baxter. Definitely. Um, you just see Glen Torn, or they're, they're blowing teams out of, the water, out of the water one week in the end. They're grinding results out the next. The likes of last night down at Warren Point was always a hard place to go. But, uh, you know, they, they'll be glad they're getting Crusaders at the minute because the Crusaders are on such a, uh, a poor run. Um, again, I can't see anything other than a, a, a Glen Torn win. Uh, but it'll be a tough game. But the pressure's on Crusaders because you know they have got to start getting more points on the board. What what, what do you think is the problem there with the crews? I mean, they, not that long ago they were in the what, top two, three. They're in danger at the weekend of dropping out of the top six. They're in a terrible run of form. But can you put your finger on why that happens, Jerry, to a team, or is it just a a natural lifespan thing that happens in every team? Um, you could say that. I know a lot of players are getting a wee bit older and stuff. Um, does Stephen need to change? The style of play, you know, it's 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 easy to sit and question that, and then you know that maybe you know he comes out next season and, and goes off. But it, it, it's like when you gain momentum, um, the other ways it's that same. You know, once you start losing, it nearly becomes a habit, and then you're thinking you're, you're going out, you're under pressure to get a result this game, and then things you don't get the rub of the green, and um, so you know they'll probably change their style of play on Saturday just to go out and you know trying to keep it tight, not give much away, and then try and get a draw maybe out of it where Glenn Torn and I on you know they're just attack attack with McManaman and I say the two Donnelly's coming in the huge options up front. Um, great great talent up front, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely have. You know, the McDade's there as well. He hasn't played much in the last few games and you know, Mad Mix coming out and saying, Oh, I'm gonna rest eight against the Blues and uh, it's brilliant, you know, it's fantastic. Uh, but it would be nice to have, you know, the array of forwards that they have on your side. He he's been he's been like a a breath of fresh air, if you like, has name. You call him Mad Mick. I couldn't possibly say that. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know him from way back, Jerry, too, don't you? Um, he he would have played at Clevenville a youth mm. team when we were. I was at Bangor youth team and stuff like that. And then he uh, even out to America. He actually played out in Connecticut with a good friend of mine out there. Um, it's brilliant for the game. You know what what's happening is, and I can say it because I'm not involved in any uh, club, but. There's a lot of dinosaurs about, and he's been like a breath, breath of fresh air coming in. And, you know, he's bringing ideas that he has seen throughout world football and bringing them in. Um, you know, I'm a big advocate of uh, summer football. I think it's got to change. It's going to help our clubs who get into Europe. Um, he's an advocate for it as well. The same with Kenny Bruce. You know, Kenny's coming in from a business point of view. Riled a few people up, the groundsman down at Korean and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good. You know, it, that is. Yeah, no, they're they're bringing they're bringing a different outlook to the league, um, and you know, 
listen to what they say, um, take some of it on board. They'll not always be right. Um, but, you know, the league's in a good place and it's only going to get better. Um, I like what Mick says. I like what, you know, the way he's going about his things. All right, I can call him mad, Mick, and stuff like that. And I do it on Twitter. But again, there's no, there's nothing. It's not, it, it, it's just a bit of banter, you know, and, that, and that's all it is because life can get too serious sometimes and people, you know, become too many slow flakes and stuff like that. But no, he's, he's been a breath of fresh air for the league. And from what I know, Mick, I think he wouldn't, he wouldn't mind being called Mad Mick, really. I think he would probably take that on board and run with it, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably would, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Stevie and Aaron, do you, would you agree with what Jerry would say there that maybe other clubs, the likes of Korean, for example, should listen to the, what Kenny Bruce says, Mick, Mick McDermott, and is there stuff there that Korean can, can pick up and learn from? Yeah, I, well, I think any any new voices come in. He's always always good, and you have to put a ring on the table and see what's best. I see, obviously, Roy McGovern at Lumfrey is saying that they're hoping this uh, is it May Day February schedule could come in, and obviously that would help teams going into into European football as well. And as as we we're all talking about earlier, we just want the product to succeed in Europeans where where the money's at. We want to give the teams as best a chance as possible. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, the Korean are definitely trying to move in the right direction as well. You know, obviously last year's European runs helping getting a bit of money back on board. Um, obviously the news emerged last week in the podcast about the, the pitch going down. So Kenny Bruce will not be able to get at Tommy Dog in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason they're putting it down. Tommy's going to get it down. <laughs> Tommy's not the hardest to get. Uh, right enough. If you <laughs> all straight down your throat. But no, I think that, you know, we can see that the league is definitely moving forward. And hopefully, you know, Corey can get their pitch down and start maybe trying to bridge that gap towards the likes of your Lawrence and Glen Torrance. And who knows? You know, maybe, Jerry, you'll come in with all your business money and give us a more back. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, David, it, it's not even a point of view from uh, just European because obviously the smaller clubs, your Dungannons, your Warren Points and stuff, who probably won't be challenged for, for European football. But it's to make it a more attractive to families. You know, why not put a crashing grounds? Why not put a gymnasium, a coffee bar? You know, why not make it a, a day out? You know, have a barbecue, have a band on before and after games. So it's not just people are going for 90 minutes. You know, you've got to make it, more attractable where families are going and spend maybe four or five hours at the club, you know, spend a bit of uh, money on food, stand for three or four or five drinks. And it's actually a more welcoming um, day out for, for everyone. And obviously more money made, you know, and I, I know, I know Korean have looked at things they got before Jerry. And I know it's something that they would love to go down the route of, but I, I think everything else, I suppose it all comes down to money and, and, and everything else involved as well. It's just not, as simple as, as doing that. Well, you, you never had social media sort of back mm-hmm. then when, when different and people didn't know about it and then it was only hearsay. Where now you, you can get that message out and especially with, you know, the clubs um, doing the, the different videos and showing drone footage and this is what we've got going on at the club, you know, um, and trying that wee bit more investment. You know, why would you look at all the games that were called off this year because of the bad weather? You know, if you're sitting in the house with two young lads or a girl and, you um, why would you go out on a, a cold winter uh, to go and watch a game where if you knew that you were going to go down to the showgrounds and there was a barbecue on before or whatever, or, you know, and you, it's a nice summer's night. It's, it's worked in other countries. I, I, as I say, why not give it a go? 
if it doesn't work two or three years, then revert back. Um, you know, they talk about the Boxing Day games, and that's why some of the clubs don't want to give it up because you're getting. Mm-hmm. But you're, you know, there's going to be a lot more TV sponsorship money coming in. There's going to be, you know, uh, you know, play a game on St Patrick's Day for Toxic in the morning, and do that your derby games, split for two or three weeks in July. So t- people who go away on holiday, you know, have another May Day as your big your big uh, Boxing Day game or your your derby games. You know, it's just thinking outside the box because we've always done it and. People say, "Oh, well, it's not broken. Uh, why, why fix it?" You know? it. you know. So again, it's just how can we better the product that we have and just keep moving forward? You know, I think it's uh, it's about time we, you know, at least put some thought into it. So that sounds good, actually. When you put it like that, I'm starting to you know? like the sound of going there with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt on me to the showgrounds for a change instead of about yeah. four or five layers on me. A hundred percent. You know, when Limfield are talking about doing it, you know, you know, there's there's something's going to happen. And and Glen Turner heavily going down yeah. that route, and Lauren. So yeah, there's almost the momentum there. You have to join, go with it, or else get left behind. You would you would nearly argue, wouldn't you? Definitely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, and it's only good, you know. As I say, give it a go for a couple of years. If it doesn't work, then you know revert back to what it was. You have nothing to lose. What do you think, guys? Will we give it a go? Would we? I think that sounds like a plan. Uh, as long as you don't uh, put them shorts on, hey, them legs, you <laughs> on the rats. I would need to. I would need. To, I would need to get a week or two in Spain with Jerry to get a bit of color on my legs because he used to call me in a milk bottle, which is not very flattering. <laughs> so, a bit of a bit of color wouldn't go amiss. So, but um, we'll we'll we'll, we'll come into the close of the show here. Um, we'll just ask Jerry. You've won the league. Korean or there or one of your old teams do you think they could go I know it's a big difficult question to ask but do you think they could go and win the league this year Korean um, it's going to be a big ask um, I, do, I can't see past the Blues mm-hmm. uh, I really can't you know they're in the drive you'd rather be seven points ahead no matter you know you'd rather have the points on the board than you know trying to get them but I can't I think they're going to finish second, um, but uh, just because it, just because it's Linfield is there. If it had been maybe Larne, then Larne could maybe have faltered. Linfield have been there so many times; they've done it, you know. Last year they're they're tried and tested. It's going to be a big ask, but uh, here's hoping. Hoping that is. Yeah. It's uh, it's like like horses for courses, isn't it? I mean, we all know like horses, course and distance, and and Linfield have done that. Course and distance winners and. Uh, Aaron, would from what Jerry said, would you be happy Korean finishing second European football again at the end of this year? Would that would that be a successful season for Korean? Do you think? Absolutely, Damien. You know, <sighs> as Jerry said, there, Linfield are tried and tested. They've been there, done it, won it, got the trophies to show for it. But you know, I think second wouldn't be the worst position in the world for Korean to finish. Um, you're into that automatic European spot, and you know. The players will definitely keep their memories from um, last year's European heroics. So that can only spur them on to go out there and be ambitious and maybe try and get through a round or two again. And that would be a good, uh, be a good season, Stephen. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot of games still to play. And, and Oren, for one, doesn't look at the league table. He doesn't look too far ahead. And I guess that's the proper and correct way of doing things, Stephen, at this, at this minute in time. Yeah, no, he always always plays it down. But I thought his comments after the game and 
on Saturday against Carrick we were telling to you because obviously everybody's asking about the, the Blues been so far ahead and Corian playing catch up and Warren was very quick to point out that it's where you're at after 38 games that matters so I think there's a real desire within this squad that yeah second place European football is nice but I think there's a real desire to go on and really push for a title like you know we can see that and the manager and the players so if they, as long as they can keep that going like, they'll, I think they'll, they'll do well come the end of the season very good. That's good. Here, Jerry, just when I was thinking, you, you played against Winky. Did you play against Dorn as well? Yeah, yeah. They any, were... any, any, any stories? About uh, them no, again, <laughs> and that was one that I said about Big Davy, but Linfield were like a big Gaelic club. They were just all Yadorn in there, Big Macarini, <laughs> Big Winky. They used to just knock it forward, press you in, you couldn't get out. Um, but that day at Windsor, you know, uh, or sorry, the, 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 Previous Saturday night, uh, I was out with a guy, Colin, he, he's, he's no longer with us, but I was saying, oh, you're nothing but a big Gaelic team and stuff. We're 4-0 down at halftime with Nuri, and he runs along to our section F and shouts out, not bad for a Gaelic team, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very, yeah. Very good. Very good. So they weren't an easy team to play against them. No. Um, Very, again, that's a, you know, they were, they're, always, they're always big. Um you know, Winky at the back along with Bailey, um, no Bailey. You know, it was impossible to get past them. You know, it was uh, what a side they had. That was, I think, they'd done the quadruple that year. Um, That's right. Orn on the side, but um, look, make no no doubts about it. Orn's in that changing room. He's telling the players we're we're going for the league. You know, and he's outside the changing room, he'll be saying, "No, we're just, you know, we're on a good run." But you know, trying to play it down. But um, it would be great, and I, I would love to see him do it. The only, the, good. Only, the only downside is you'd probably end up losing Orn because every club in the land and across the water would be back in for him again. So, you know. Do, do you know what, Jerry? I think if Orn was able to bring the league title to Korean, I think Korean fans would take him to the train and let him go wherever he wanted. That's, yeah, know. You know what I mean? If he, if he won the league, they would just on you go. Yeah. And that would be good enough. Yeah. So. Because he has done some, and then there's two spells, fantastic. And to get yeah. them with RNI, and as you say, with part time, um, absolutely superb. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's up there and in, in, the, in the top manager in the league. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, he's done a good job, hasn't he? So, uh, listen, here, Jerry, uh, thank you very much for your time. Hi, I was. Uh, I was hoping to see you in Spain on a nice sunlit evening, but you're, as I said earlier, you're in Belfast. It's disappointing, but there you go. Yeah. But here, thanks for your time. And great having a chat with you and some great memories from your, your time at both Cleffinville and Corian. And hopefully we'll see you, hopefully we'll see you at the showgrounds very soon. Definitely. As soon as it uh, opens up again, I'll definitely be down. Take definitely. Deal. We'll look yeah. forward to seeing you there. And Aaron and Stevie, once again, thanks very much for your time, guys. Uh, we will see you, I'm sure, at Solitude on Saturday. It'll be Another tight affair, I'm sure, and uh, no no crowds to get work, worked up about. So, uh, everybody, thank you very much for listening for wherever you are. I know we have good guys listening right across the UK and across Europe and that as well. So, thanks again for your time. Uh, this is the official Korean FC podcast. Thank you very much. And as ever, come on the Bandsiders. <laughs>